Hello, internet world. Happy Saturday. Hope everyone's getting all their shit done. All the shit that they didn't have time to do in the week. Don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I now have a nine to five. Uh, just a part time. Um, but I have been uh, introduced into a whole new world of life. Um, I have had, of course, many, many jobs before. Never like a typical nine to five office job. I mean, <laughs> if there's anything that's going to make you stay in your creative industry, even though you're not earning any money, it's working in an office job and learning what the alternative is. So brand new league of motivation for me to work hard to do what I actually want in life. So that's good. But I also have no time whatsoever now. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, get out of the gym before the sun has even risen, and then go to work, do my work, and come back at six o'clock. And I do actually have from six o'clock till like nine o'clock to get shit done. So it is three hours where I can get shit done. But if I need to do anything ever, like laundry or... I'm still calling it laundry, and I've been in uh, London for like more than a month uh washing you need to do washing or all right so the other day i needed to go to the post office to get postage bags and realized oh yeah i don't have a car so it was a mile and a half to the nearest post office of course um i was walking there didn't realize it was going to take me on the actual route that you would go if you were looking to get murdered i literally took a picture of it it was like a road in the dark with no lights uh with with like forest on either side of the road and i live in like residential area i didn't even know there was a forest around but google maps found the way to walk me through a forest in the dark so thanks google maps um i had this genius idea uh, coincidentally when i was on the death walk that they need to make in all serious now i'm not joking they need to make an app i'm gonna make it so uh copyright if anyone listens to this i don't know if that's how the copyright system works but worth a shot copyright um so they need to make an app where, okay, so say, for example, if you're, a lot of women are nervous, some men maybe, nervous about walking home. Well, every woman I know ever on any journey in the dark is is rightfully worried about walking by herself. Um, and sometimes there's times when that's unavoidable. You can't avoid walking home unless you are minted and have a chauffeur. Uh, life just uh, hands you death walks sometimes. And um, so, yeah, so when that happens, I feel like there should be an app like which has a gps system in it where you say you say to it okay like you turn it on or whatever and it it has a number of things that it does it first of all alerts like your three emergency contacts or your three whatever that you are on a walk that you are like questionable it's questionable but you're not in danger but you are just about to uh start on a walk and you tell the app your starting point and your final destination so like google maps like the destination and it shows you the route you're going to walk and you walk that route, right? So you press go and you start the walk. And every like couple of minutes, you press yes to the phone or something. You just p- keep pressing yes every minute if you're okay. And then when you get home, you press safely home. It sends a message to your three emergency contacts and um, it, you turn it off and you're home and you're fine. 
and th- but then if something happens and you're not fine like if you don't press i'm fine uh if, like one, one more minute and then it's like it, it sends you a notification it's like hey you haven't responded are you okay and then if you continue not to say yes i'm okay it first of all alerts your emergency contacts and then and then i guess it could alert the police and then if you um I, I, yeah, I guess they can't straight away alert the police because it would it would be loads. But first of all, your emergency contacts. Then I guess the police after that. But then if you don't, uh, then I think it should start automatically taking photos from the camera, like the front and the back camera, um, so that if it and it, it will know your location because it's already tracked it, and it will take photos like nonstop from the front and the back camera, so that if. It, and send it to the police. So if they need to figure out like who you're with or where you are, even though they must know where you are because of the GPS tracking. And then anyway, I just think that's a brilliant idea and I don't understand why it's not a thing. Every time I walk home in America, I um, I had mace, but obviously mace isn't legal uh, in the UK. Um, but I did, I did feel so much safe. I never ever had to use it, but I did feel so much safer knowing that I had it like in the dark walking home. Um, and it's not, it can't, serious it can't actually blind you and it can't seriously hurt anyone um so it's you know it's not like a weapon that you have on you but yeah it's it's illegal in the uk um so the best i have here is keys between my fingers um i mean i guess it's better than nothing but if but you know a mace spray it sprays directly straight for like a few feet meters maybe but you know, so if you're going to punch someone with keys in between your fingers, you first of all got to have a decent punch, which I probably don't. And uh, you also got to be close enough to them to punch them, by which case it might be too late. Because if they're a giant man who's three times your strength and he's close enough for you to punch him, I feel like he's going to win, which is horrendous. But that's the situation. Um, so, yeah, someone out there, uh, either someone tell me how to make that app. I feel like it may be too complex for my little brain, but uh, I feel like someone should take responsibility and do that because I, re- I think that's a fucking great idea. Don't know why it hasn't been done before. Um, anyway, I have gone off track once again, uh, but my, uh, m- the point of this little podcast... Well, actually, I did actually do uh, a, a, ta- a videotaped uh, rant in the week about the gym, but shockingly, Apple have updated something again and i'm trying to update it but it's it just comes up and it says uh there was an error when trying to update ios 12 point something try again later and then so i'm like try again try again been trying for a week still not working and then uh it tells me oh you can't uh you can't do this anymore because you need uh, ios 12 or later and i'm like okay well i'm trying to download it and it says that i can't download it so the eternal catch-22 that is Apple products strikes again. And I now can't upload the video that I took for, of, of uh, me ranting about the gym. I can't upload it because I tried to plug in my phone to my laptop like always and download the photos, but it comes up with nothing. Even though, and then my phone says, hey, your phone's running out of battery. Uh, you need to download all the photos. Then I plug my laptop uh, into my, my phone and it says I've got no photos on my camera. So... Thanks, Apple. Helpful, once again, as always, trying to make me... Because you know why it is? It's because they're built to break every time you a new iPhone comes out. I swear to God. Uh, because now my phone is barely functioning because it is time for me to get an upgrade. So... <sighs> Ugh. 
but I'm going to do it because I'm a, a sucker and uh, I, I now am addicted to Apple products and wouldn't know how to use a regular phone. Um, and also those ones set on fire. So um, rather be a bit inconvenienced by Apple than have a burn hole on my ass cheek. Um, for now, anyway, if Apple keeps pushing it, my my opinion might change on that. But for the time being, I'm I'm good with Apple products, just annoyed and going to complain the whole way like everyone else in the world. Um, but yes, so here's another episode, but it, you won't see my beautiful face because Apple uh, sucks. So uh, I'm sorry, but take it up with Apple. Um, the, the whole reason for this podcast, I, I do not have the energy to do the gym one again. Um, I'm going to have to go again to the gym, get angry again, and then come back fresh from the anger and tape. So I can't do that just yet because I, 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 my anger subsided since uh, the other night when I was angry about the gym. Um, but I'm angry about something else now. So <laughs> that's great. Uh, I am angry about London Transport. I love the tube. I'm not, I'm not angry at the service. The service they provide, I'm happy with. I know that they strike a lot and that's annoying. But like more often than not, happy with the service. Um, I'm not happy with the general public. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the general public in general. Um, uh, if, anyone, if any of you have ever had a public-facing job, such as a waitress or a bartender, a barista, uh, anything to do with the general public, you will also not like the general public, um, unless you are one of the general public that are, that, that are like that, in which case you probably don't notice the difference. But most of you who are normal... Well, I guess the norm is to be annoying. But if you're, if you're not the normal, you'll be annoyed at the normal. Uh, so, and as you know, London Transport... Uh, is a uh, congregation of the general public, um, and uh, often I can't deal with, uh, with with those kinds of situations. Bars, clubs. Uh, it's, oh, when alcohol is involved, uh, forget it. Uh, 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 no, I can barely deal with the general public when they're sober. So um, I have also stopped drinking. Full stop. Now um, because I'm 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 done. Don't care. Uh, don't care. I, I don't want to drink. It makes me feel like shit. Uh, ever since I've been eating much better and exercising more since I came back from LA, it just makes me feel like utter shit. It makes me want to go to sleep, hate people even more, and eat. So uh, uh, I just, I, I don't care. And the more that I don't drink, the more I don't want to drink. Because I re- I, I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's cool. You can actually still have fun when you're, God, I sound like a grandma. You can still have fun when you don't drink, but like, Oh, oh God, if you're dealing with the general public drunk in rush hour, either rush hour on a Friday night or uh, like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night when all the people who went drinking in their suits straight from work are now coming back on the tube home because they're already slaughtered at 10 o'clock. That's when I hate human beings the most. And last night I suffered through both of those. Now it was in pursuit of my friend uh, because she it was her birthday two days ago. So we went to a pub last night um far too loud for my liking but i did have fun um it is hard for me to be around loud drunk uh, general public but my friends are special uh and and they're not annoying so um that's fine but i do have to deal with the the, the general public that surrounds them so uh that's a good enough birthday present in itself other than my presence so you're welcome sarah um <laughs> 
So, uh, so, anyway, so uh, I had to deal with public... I came on public transport um, and it worked out that I was like on the Victoria Line or, or trying to get on the Victoria Line. No, no, not the Victoria Line. Um, the Northern Line uh, at London Bridge at about six o'clock, which fair play, my fault for going on at that time, but like not much other way to get there. And uh, yeah, so I was... Uh, yeah, first of all... Oh, God, where to even start? <sighs> Men in suits. I'm going to refer to them as suits from now on because you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. The, the, the like, the, the, the pink shirt, navy pinstripe suit man who wears his trainers to work but changes into his brogues when he gets to work uh goes to the strip club after work um and says he's with he's drinking with business partners and is just horrible to his wife and children um huge generalization you probably sound very arrogant but i've just been i have come into contact with far too many of them and uh you know if you're not one of them you don't need to worry so there's that um uh i'm openly saying i'm not insulting you unless you are a person that's an arsehole so your call if you want to if you want to claim that but it's up to you um so yeah i was first of all i was trying to get from like southern rail overground thing to the northern line platform and oh my god i I haven't been i don't really travel in rush hour because as i said i do not norm i don't have a normal job now i do but it doesn't require the um the the tube but um so i have never had like a like a nine to five job the the most close i came was i worked in a pub in victoria uh when i was like 22 uh for like a year or so and it was um I, i was traveling up there at about i got to get there for like maybe 10 in the morning so it was kind of rush hour but not really not really that's a bit after rush hour um the like nine o'clock on the train that's kind of after rush hour but anywho so i had a taster of rush hour wankers in my life but not as much as i had last night and uh so i was trying to get onto i was trying to just get into the tube station uh well not that i was already in the station but i was transferring from overground rail trains to to tube trains and uh you could not get through the gates. Um, and I do have a little bit of claustrophobia. It's much better now. Uh, it improved a lot when I was on Silent Witness and I had to be um, in a body bag, zipped up, um, and then shut in one of those body fridges. Um, because in the scene, they were opening the body fridge, pulling me out and having a look. So I did have to be in there for like a good 30 seconds before the beginning of each take. Um minor panic attacks every time but my anxiety uh my uh claustrophobia has it has uh, improved since then so uh draw your own conclusions i feel like that helped me in life i'm not so claustrophobic now but it was terrifying at the time anyway uh so and also the the thought that the only person people that would ever experience this like you would never experience that in real life because you would i mean the only other time you'd be there is you know when you wouldn't know you with it anyway it's horrendous very very strange str- uh, i chose this career i gotta accept that it comes with some weird shit like that anywho so uh it was so crowded in this london bridge platform uh, station you they weren't even letting people like uh, go through the flappers whatever they're called the, the gates uh down to the go down to the platform and i was panicking because i was like oh my god if it's this busy up here how busy is it down there but once i get down there i'm trapped i can't get up if, if i'm stuck on a platform then what if someone push why aren't there gates why aren't there gates from the the station on the platform 
Like, so easy. You know, at fucking, where then they built the Jubilee line, and I was like, oh, someone with half a brain cell has thought, I know, um, so that people don't fall in or hurt themselves on the, the train platform, we'll put, like, glass, uh, like, things that open when the train gets there, so that no one falls onto the tracks by accident, or, you know, it, it, it prevents a lot of things, right? Then I found out that's not the reason why they have that. It's because if the fucking Thames ever floods, all those stations are really near to the Thames, so it's just stopping the tube network getting flooded. They don't give a shit if you fall onto the tracks, which annoys me so much. Because it, I'm sure, it, I mean, I'm sure widespread doing this to every station would cost millions. But, like, come on, it, it, we've got to be able to think of some cheap way to have, like, gates over the platform so you don't fall in. Because when the platform is very busy, if someone... I get very paranoid. If someone pushes me, I need to stand not leaning on one hip. I, I, I need to stand, like, with my knees bent, my quadriceps engaged. If anyone knocks me or pushes me, I'm not falling either way. Uh, but that freaks me out. So I was freaking out at the top of this thing, silently, of course, um... And then, of course, this woman behind me was slowly pushing me into the arsehole of the man in front of me. And I, I was like, babe, I'm really sorry, but where, where do you want me to go? Uh, like, I'm really, I also had a backpack on. So it was pu- she was pushing me through my backpack. And I was like, I have nowhere to go. I, like, I want to get somewhere just as much as you, but I really, um, I, I can't get any further up this man's ass, or it's going to be class- classifi- classified as assault. Um, and she didn't respond to me, shockingly. And, uh, and then it was really awkward because she or I couldn't walk off. We were still next to each other. Um, so, but good. Sometimes I feel like you should have to wallow in that awkwardness that you've created by pushing me into a strange man's asshole. Okay, um, it's now awkward for all of us, including the man. Um, so anyway, so so I was they finally, but the thing that made me calm down was because I was like, oh, TFL, no, they're very clever. They were specifically regulating it so that the platform did not get too crowded. And as soon as we got through the gates, it was nice and smooth. It was nice. It was fine, and I was very happy. Um, so that was fine. And then, and then, oh my god, and then. So before I got to the platform, I was already angry because I wanted a snack. And I knew we were going to a pub uh, to have beer and pizza. Both things that I don't eat or drink. Um, you know, not at the moment anyway, because whatever. Uh, um, I just need a sip of water. Hang on. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah. So I was like, all right, well, uh, so I had a little meal before I left, but I was a little bit late. So I didn't have time to have a full meal. And I was like, it's okay, I'm going to London Bridge, one of the busiest, biggest pl- uh, stations uh, in London. So there'll definitely be a place to get a snack. And there was places to get a snack. Unfortunately, I went into five of them, and every single one I had to leave because I, I picked up something, found something, high protein, uh, no sugar, um, nice snack. And uh, every single one I found something, which... On a side note, makes me happy that now, most of the time, because uh, I've been away from London for a year, uh, and when I left, it wasn't possible, really. Not that uh, everywhere you went, it wasn't always possible to get, like, a semi-healthy snack. It's, oh, my God, i got to do a separate episode on airports because that's a whole other situation. You, you cannot eat anything that's not a white flour, sugar, and cheese creation in an airport anywhere in the world, apparently. Um, anyway, separate issue. That, that I could go on for a whole other hour about that. But uh, now in London, I was like, oh, cool. Like most places I go, there is a healthy option and I'm happy. And I'm happy at how many things say on them high protein. Now, don't just take that for granted and just get that because it's said high protein. Because a lot of the time I'm like, yeah, but also shit ton of sugar. So make sure you still check. But I am happy that people are now 
uh, not ignoring protein as an important part of macronutrients, nutrients, um, because it's, I'm very disappointed with Sainsbury's as well on this issue, because Sainsbury's, uh, they label their, and I think actually a bunch of other places, but most notably Sainsbury's, uh, like label all their food, um, with like a traffic light system, because they're treating people like they're absolute idiots, <laughs> and uh, they they have on the front of the packet, so you can see it, a selection of coloured labels, and it says the fat content, the sugar content, and the I think it says was it the carbohydrate? No, sugar, fat, salt. Salt is another one. Uh, what was the other ones that they? Oh, maybe f- no, not fiber. Anyway. But so they include that on the front, and then if you ha- if it has like a um, a, a high uh, fat content, it has a red, it, the right label's red, and then next to it, if the salt content's high, it's also red. But if the salt content is medium, it's orange, and if it's low, it's green. Right. So each of these uh, macronutrient label things are coloured differently. Now, what annoys me is that it's extremely misleading. First of all, because they don't. They don't separate between saturated fats. Well, even some saturated fats are good for you, like the coconut fats. Um, but anyway, they don't separate saturated fats with, or like trans fats from healthy fats. So, for example, the label on an, a packet of almonds is almost all red because it has a high uh, fat content. But so people looking for a healthy snack would be like, oh God, that one's all red, I shouldn't get that. When almonds are one of the best snacks that you can eat, but whereas they'll go and they'll find like a bag, like a, like a small packet of, I don't know. Like if you looked at potato chips, they would have a high salt content, but they wouldn't have high fat. Oh wait, no, maybe they would. What am I, how can I describe this? Okay, pasta. I saw a packet of pasta and that had all green on the label because it had... Um, uh low low fat low salt and low calories calories is the other one like oh no not even low cal- i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about basically the thing that annoys me is that they don't they they call fat all fat bad so people get misled and then they also don't have protein on the front like oh yeah that's a side thought Protein, carbohydrates, and fats, you need to consider all three when you're choosing. So they are the three things that should be uh, subject to the light, the, the traffic light system on Sainsbury's packaging. Why have... So, and whereas if you had, if you had the pro- protein content on a packet of almonds, it wouldn't be all red because there would be a big green thing in the, in the protein content, but they don't include protein content on the front of it, which really fucks me off. Um... Because people are making wrong decisions. And based on that logic, they're saying, oh, a bowl of, of plain pasta with tomato sauce would be like a really healthy meal. And that's what a lot of people think is a healthy meal. But there's like a, a ridiculously high amount of like refined carbohydrates in a bowl of pasta, no protein, and then tomato sauce, which is like, I mean, it's all right, but like a lot of tomato sauces have added uh, sugar. And like, there's no protein in that either. So it's not a, it's, and people are feeding their kids that thinking, oh, well, Sainsbury's has labeled this with all green uh, traffic light system marks. So it must be healthy. And it all goes down to the fact that we're not fucking taught anything about this in school. Because Sainsbury's would, shouldn't be our main source of education in nutrition. Our school should. And most people are like, oh, well, it's people's parents. They should teach them. No, because they weren't taught either. That's not fair. I used to get angry at people's parents. But now I'm like, well, they don't know. No one fucking knows. I only know because I don't know the whole of it now. But the only reason I know some of it is because I made a huge effort to find out. Like, and, you know, and it cost me money and it cost me time. And, you know, a lot of people can't do that. So it's not fair to get angry at people that don't know anything about nutrition 
uh, even though I do occasionally do and I forget myself. So that's not, I'm sorry if I've done that, but whatever. Um, Anywho, so I was in London Bridge Station and I found healthy snacks in each of the five establishments that I went in. But every single one, the queue to pay was so fucking long. I was like, no, fuck this. Put it down. I was like, next next place I'll go, uh, it'll be fine. Five times that happened in London Bridge Station. I was very upset. In the end, put it all down. Got on the tube. Hungry. Fucking hell. And then... Ha- luckily when I got out of the tube uh, there was a Sainsbury's local and they- I bought a packet of almonds and a like a mini packet of cheddar cheese um, like Cathedral City uh, so um, so that was fine but very annoyed because I was very hungry on the journey um, but that was my journey to the pub in rush hour but then I had the joy of the journey back which I forgot all about because you'd think You'd think rush hour was over on a Friday night after 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock even. But no, no. On a Friday night, you have the additional drunk rush hour, which is about 8, 9, sorry, not 8, Jesus, uh, 10, 11, perhaps 12. But the people who've gone on out on a night, on people have gone out, out, go, th- th- they go, and they get like the night, night tube back. So like maybe like, two in the well I, I you know I don't know I don't know what these youngsters uh, get up to but uh, I'm thinking they don't come back because we now have the night tube which is 24 hour most of most of them uh, so I guess they they won't come back from like a club or whatever till like four or something or they'll get an uber um but but you know if you're coming if you're slaughtered on the tube at 10 p.m and you've got to go home dude then you are 90% someone who just went drinking after work and has been drinking since five o'clock. So yes, I'm sure you're slaughtered because you haven't had your dinner and you've also been drunk drinking since five o'clock and not had any water. So you're absolutely smashed. Um, but yeah, so you get that interesting second wave of rush hour on a Friday night, which is drunk rush hour. Um, now, I... I, I imagine if you're drunk, it doesn't bother you so much. But as I mentioned, I stopped drinking. So last night, I was not drunk. Or I didn't even have uh, one drink in me to uh, uh, quell the annoyance of human beings. Um, and that is not why you should drink. Um, and that is why I was drinking, uh, just to deal with the fact that I'm around other people drinking. And uh, I, that's not a good enough reason to drink if you don't like drinking. So I stopped. Uh, and... Uh, so I was in this second wave of, of drunk suit rush hour traffic at about 10.30. And um, I was very, very tired. I'd been up since five in the morning and uh, very tired, ready for bed. And had waited 25 minutes for a train because Southern Rail are fuckwits. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I sat on the train. And of course, there was uh, a guy and his friend who for sure, for absolute sure, were the type... That their relationship had only had only that it was only only born max two hours ago, and you know all of you know what I'm talking about. The type of friendship that is two random men who have nothing in common, have never met before in their life, but they were both drunk at the same time in the same place, and they decided to be friends. And I, I you know what, I don't want to be sexist. That probably happens with women too. I've just never seen it uh, because I, 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 you know, I, I've never seen it. Tell me if you've done that or it's happened to you. But most of the time, I see men who've met on the night out. They're both drunk and they have that in common. Uh, they have not only the place where they physically are, they also have the the time at which they physically are at the same place. And holy shit, they also have the amount of alcohol in their system in common. So like always the best basis for a friendship so they become best friends and uh from what i could gather from this conversation 
who I was desperately trying to ignore, but they were talking so loudly, I, 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 I found it hard. Uh, and uh, they were saying they were they had met on the night out, and one of the guys was explaining to the other guy uh, about etiquette on the London tube. Unfortunately, this asshole uh, was okay. Now, again, don't want to be sexist. This might happen to men too, but. I'm sure women will understand this and recognize what I'm about to explain a lot more. Now, you know when you are on some method of public transport or you're just in public and someone is trying to get your attention, but not directly. So they'll be talking about you to their friend or uh, let me tell you what happened so you'll get a feel for what I'm talking about. So the guys next or opposite me were sitting there and the drunk best friends and uh, one of them was looking at me and uh, I was just like so tired. I was like, oh, uh, you know what? Even my shitty responses get exhausted at 10.30 on a Friday night. (laughs) So I didn't have the energy to say anything or do anything because uh, you know what? We don't all, we're not obliged to say something. Like we should be able to travel back to our houses without having to defend ourselves or come up with something funny or witty to say to idiots who just can't control their self um anyway so i was just sitting being quiet and uh, i didn't have headphones in which i normally do but i just couldn't even be bothered to put headphones in because like fuck it and uh they uh they were talking one of them was looking at me and saying something about me and then the 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 his best friend was uh like oh mate you can't do that. Like in England, it's very you're the creep if you look at girls on the tube. Look, look, she's uh, she's not happy. She's not looking at you. She's embarrassed. She's embarrassed. And I, I again, I would really normally have something funny to say or witty or like shut it right down. I there is nothing I love more than a good verbal castration of a man who doesn't understand that it's inappropriate what they're doing. But I had no energy. It was the end of the week, and my verbal castration was at its limit. So I didn't say anything, and um, then they carried on talking, and then the guy was literally, it got to the point where he was just literally staring at me, and it got awkward, and I looked at him, and I, again, I was like, I don't have the energy, Uh, I just don't, Um, so then this other guy got on the train, and he was uh, American, and Americans normally are much more friendly, like, well, not friendly, I don't want to say that, because British people are friendly, we just, we just, it's an unspoken rule that you don't talk to people on the tube, just let them get on with their life, like, and also, I hate when people are like, oh, no one can speak to women nowadays, because they all think, blah, 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 no, like, just, what, if you, the only reason you're saying that is if you are a creep, like, just let people, not just women, let people get on with their lives. Like, well, I'm not getting on the train to make friends. I'm just going somewhere that I need to go. And especially at 10.30 at night, when I look very sleepy, I am going home to my bed. I don't want to strike up a friendship with a random drunk man, okay? Please leave me alone. Um, and anyway, so this guy, a third guy, gets on the train and the British guy was saying to his new best friend, oh, who was obviously not from England because he was explaining English, like, rules to him. And he was like, yeah, on the tube, like, you're the creep. If you, like, stare or say hello, you're, like, a real creep. Uh, in real life, it's okay. And I wanted to interject so badly and be like, uh-uh. Uh, but again, did not want to get involved with this conversation, even though they were talking about me. Um, and, uh... Oh, yeah, so they were just banging on and on and on about the rules. And then this American guy got on and he was like, yeah... I won't do an impression because I don't want to be insulting. But uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. British people don't say hello and they don't talk, do they? Yeah, women are getting very upset about that these days. And I, oh, 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 oh. My stop came up and thank God it did because I would have had to 
slice a few balls off that evening. Even though I was tired, I would have had the energy for that. But I was glad that my stop came up because I did not really have the energy. But uh, this is the thing. Don't speak to people on the train. I'm not being funny. It's unfortunate that that is the case. But so many times things have happened where, you know, you know, I was saying the other day when I was like literally 12, I was on the train and some guy was masturbating at me and I got up and moved to another carriage and then he followed me to the other carriage to continue. So then I had to move, go up another carriage and then hide so that when he came up looking for me at the next station to find out what carriage I'd gone on, he couldn't find me. So please don't think that women in particular are being like, oh, they talk to me. Uh, like when we're on the train, we like people just want to get where they're going. Like we really do just want to get where we're going without, without just, just let me, just let me, just let me have my thoughts. And, you know, if I bump into you or if I drop something or, or, you know, you need my attention, of course be like, whatever. But I, I don't know. I just, I do get upset when men are like, oh, I can't fucking talk to any women now because of it, blah, blah, blah. no. And don't, uh, don't message me after this and be like, okay, well, if you don't like people come up to you, what is the appropriate way for a man to talk to a woman? You know what? I don't need to explain that. Like, if you're not a fucking weirdo creep, you will not need to ask that question. Okay? I'll tell you when is not the time. When I'm on the train on the way home to my bed. Please leave me alone. And don't sub, don't passive aggressively do it to your friend who you've just made and tomorrow you'll wake up next to and be like, who the fuck is this? Uh, because you were both drunk at the same time and had penises. I don't care about your friendship. Don't involve me. I want to go to bed. Um, but yeah, so last night I had to deal with the uh, secondary wave of rush. Rush hour drunk wave, which... I guess if if I was in a better mood, might have been funny, like, to see all these drunk people, but really not in the mood last night. But it was really funny. So I invite you all to, uh, especially if you don't, if you're not from England, if you're not from London, when you come, uh, I highly recommend one of the sightseeing things on your list should be traveling around uh, at night on a Friday at about 10, 30, 11, 12, um, and observing the 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 suited people um who are very very drunk at far too early because it's really really funny but uh but just don't make eye contact with them because they'll start talking to you and that's not a conversation you want to be involved in um that is 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 my rant for today um i i i'm sure people have things to add oh oh wait i'm not done yet oh my god so okay so I understand that people on the train, like a tube, a lot of the time they don't come from, uh, they don't, they're not, they're, they're on holiday, they don't come from here. So they've never been on a tube before and they might not be able to read English. Fair enough, right? But when everybody else on the whole escalator is standing on the right and walking on the left and you think that there's no reason for that, you deserve to get passive-aggressively said, excuse me, too. There are signs all down the escalator that says, stand on the right, walk on the left. Fair enough, you might not be able to read English, so you might not be able to read that. But honestly, why do you think everybody else is? Honestly, get out the fucking way. And I've been, get, I've been, on the, I've been going on the tube since I was like nine, and it's been happening my whole life. I don't understand why I can't, 
it's like it should be known around the world by now. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if it's not even a rule. Like, if you see, like, evolutionarily, for survival, if you see everybody standing away from a certain area, it might be a good idea to think, maybe there's a reason that they're doing that. And then you just take five seconds to look and be like, oh, it's because other people are running down the escalator in the other area. Oh, and I don't want to get pushed over and hurt. So, so I'll, I'll stand to the right like everybody else who wants to stand still. That's just those people. That's that. That is natural selection. That's modern day natural selection. And every time I see people that are standing on the left, I'm like, meh, if we were cavemen, wouldn't end very well for you. Because this is modern day natural selection. And when, you know what, you know, I I don't, you know, I just don't get human beings. When the doors open and it says, please let passengers off the train first. Every time. Like, hey, buddy, where are you? Like, you know, the train driver can see from a from a uh, from the miracle of mirrors the train driver uh, can see everybody getting on and off the train so if he sees there's a shit ton of people on the platform he will not okay cuz to be fair i did used to think that there was an allotted time that the doors stayed open for before they closed actually i then realized through the magic of mirrors that the um, first of all there's a guy on the platform telling with with the little sign telling the driver when it's okay to go also the driver can see the platform um, and how many people are on it so if there's like a shit ton of people on the platform obviously he's not going to close the doors straight away cuz he needs to give people time to get off and then other people time to get on so maybe they think that maybe people think that there's only an allotted amount of time that you can get on the train for which there is obviously but it's it's not it's not the same everywhere you go and every time of the day so when the doors open and you want it and you i know you want to get where you want to go i know what you have to do is very important i'm not saying that where i have to go is more important than where you have to go but it is the it's not even an unwritten rule it's a very commonly written rule and spoken over the tannoy, let customers off the train first. And even if it's not an unwritten or written rule, just, it's just common sense. Again, natural fucking selection, survival. Like, if there is a a, a herd of people barricading, not barricading, uh, bombarding, uh, whatever, some word beginning with B, themselves towards you, step to the way. To the way? Step out of the way. Step out of the way. Let them get off. Like, you've got plenty of time. And also, if you're concerned about the amount of time the doors are going to stay open, then the doors are going to close quicker. Well, not this. Comparatively quicker if you don't stand out the way. Because guess what? If no one can get off the train and it's a busy train, you lot aren't fitting on. So your best interest is to stand the fuck out of the way while all the people on the train can get off, like the tannoy man said, or woman. Get out of the way. Stand out of the way of the doors. Okay? So if there's anything that you've taken away from this uh, podcast, other than the fact that I have far too much time on my hands, it's be nice to your fellow human being. I know I sound like I'm not, but I am nice to my fellow human being. And the reason I do this is because I can vent in other, uh, uh, in other ways. Uh, you cannot just explode at people on the street. Um, but also make my life a bit easier. 
don't make it so easy to want to explode at you, especially on the tube. I am, uh, I'm triggered on the tube and my anger is triggered highly on the tube. So like, if you have learned anything from this podcast, other than the fact that I've got too much time on my hands, it is this, please stand on the right, walk down on the left if you want to, and stand out of the way of the opening doors.